start to really listen and trust that inner guidance because it, it will always lead you to the next greatest moment of your life, whatever that moment is. You just can't shut that voice up. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's got to be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? That one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. Hello, my friends. So today's iTunes review comes to us from No Moat Ads. He writes, or she writes, gets to the root cause of our situation. After years of looking outside for an answer to fix my problem, I believe I have found what I was looking for. Something that would stop treating the symptoms, problems, I was experiencing and get to the root cause of why I was experiencing it. This is not a band-aid approach. Rather, it will leave you feeling empowered and worthy. No moat ads. Thank you so much. That is exactly the intention of the podcast. I couldn't have said it better myself. If you email me at elon at satoriprime.com, I will get you your special gift. And if you're out there listening and you'd be willing to leave us an honest review on iTunes, I will read it and then I will send you a personalized gift as well. All right, now on with the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Have It All podcast, Personal Development Without the Fluff. I'm your host, Elon Ferdman. I got a good buddy of mine here today. We've been jamming uh, probably for like about a year back and forth about all sorts of topics. So I wanted to invite him onto the show to jam publicly here because he's a man full of wisdom. Frankie Finn, welcome to the show. Hey, brother. You know how you have to always say this like obligatory, I'm happy to be here. I genuinely mean it in this case because you're just such a cool motherfucker. So I'm, I'm glad to be on your show. <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome. Frankie um, reached out, was one of these like really nice way. You know, most people have this like super sleazy way to reach out. Um, you had such a beautiful way of reaching out. We started communicating, realized like, wow, not only are we connected to a whole bunch of the same people, but we're up to very similar things in life. And Frankie's a really good uh, connector. So you connected me to a bunch of really good people as well. And uh, now we kind of recently connected about this whole ayahuasca medicine thing. And I know you're you're uh, touching on that right now in your new company called Sacred Plant Retreats. So we'll talk, talk about that. And we were just jamming before we hit the record button. And you are going through some massive up-leveling and transitions in your life, are you not? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the the new dad thing, which is usually a pretty big transition on itself. But I think, like I said, I've decided to kind of take this 
whole personal development thing to the extreme and the amount of things I'm integrating simultaneously. So I have a um, different set of goals I write out every day. There's probably about 30 of them that I'm simultaneous intentions that I'm working on in all different areas of life, different prayers, meditations, affirmations that I do every single day. On top of that, growing this new business, um, also investing in real estate. Ilk and I have traveled the world twice. Uh, we work out every day. We meditate. We have a pretty crazy active sex life. And uh, we also make sure to spend intentional time in nature. And then I'm also simultaneously grooming relationships, one of which is you because you're fucking awesome, <laughs> with uh, 500 different entrepreneurial friends of mine that I think are amazing and badass. Cause they, um, and I'm doing that almost all of those daily. And it's uh, like created this sense of efficiency that I, I couldn't even have imagined possible when you're working on like about 100 different things at once. What, what do you mean by that? Like a uh, sense of efficiency when you're working on so much? Say more. Well, like we were talking just before the show to give you an example. So I'm also reading, um, I decided to start reading like 10 or 20 different books at once because I found that rather than trying to become masterful in just one area of my life, what I realized is that everybody wants a cool, badass life and it's not just limited to business. I mean, that was one of the things I loved about you guys so much is I've met many of the same people you have that are doing 10 million, 100 million, and everybody looks up to them and they haven't seen their kids. They're miserable. All they want to do is put a, a bullet in their brain. And, and if you're if you're broke, I can see why you would look up to them and, and envy them. But I think the really most amazing people that I know quite literally have your slogan in their lives, which is mm. they have it all. So like to give you a really simple example, like um, I now listen to my audiobooks, you know, twice as fast on double speed. And I usually do that, like say, while I'm exercising. So while yeah. I'm working on my body, I have 20 minutes. I'm taking in 40 minutes of wisdom from some all-time great author and really combining those things. And all of a sudden I, I'm becoming more efficient in all these little ways that I couldn't have possibly imagined. Yeah, it's interesting. The bigger your life becomes the more you find ways to make it work. I just think what you, we talk about this all the time, but like having that holistic approach to life where it's not just about making money and that becomes your measure of success because you're, you know, you feel some sort of inadequacy about something or other. Um, it really is so important. And, and I watched uh, you and Elke like build this beautiful new family uh, you were traveling the world while she was, I think she was like eight months pregnant. You guys were yeah. still yeah, flying we around, a, right? We had a 5,000 mile road trip from San Diego to Montreal while she was eight and a half months <laughs> pregnant. And I remember the whole time I was just thinking, please, God, don't be in like frog balls, Arkansas. And, <laughs> and you know, you break out in labor and we're having a baby in a truck stop bathroom. Yeah. And I got this, baby. I got this. <laughs> Amazing, man. So we, I'd love to talk a little bit about this whole transition thing. I was telling you that I've kind of become aware that a lot of our listeners from just talking to you guys, um, for those of you that have taken apps and communicated with us, uh, it's been awesome. And I really get that a lot of you are going through some sort of transition, whether it's uh, work-wise, career-wise, whether it's something in your health that you're look, looking to transition out of, uh, relationships, whether transitioning in and out of relationships, locations, things like that. And um, 
Well, I think everyone that listens to this podcast knows, you know, we have that, that line that we say, destroy to create. I think in that process, as everything's kind of seemingly falling apart, quote unquote, um, it, it's tough sometimes. And it's tough to stay in that unknown and, and find trust and surrender and all that stuff. So I know you were talking about having like some scientific based questions or processes that one can go through while they're in that stage. So I'd love to pick your brain on that. Yeah. I mean, it's something I came up with that I called the, uh, the quantum effect and, and I came up with it actually because both myself and people around me have been going through the same kind of thing where I, I became really like a master of building businesses and tearing them down for like the first 10 years of my entrepreneurial career. By choice. Built, um, yeah. But you know, sometimes like, um, you know, which is why probably I resonated so deeply with your message. And I think so many of our, your listeners do as well is because um, like the last business I built prior to this last one, I was a lawyer marketing agency. I built it to I don't know, like $50,000 a month, which a lot of people would be really happy to do. And I just wanted to put a bullet in my brain most days. And so, you know, there's no measure of success that says I'm not enjoying what I'm doing and this doesn't feel like the right place for me. And it was really interesting because I grappled with this deep thing that I said, if I don't change what I'm doing, I'm going to look at my tombstone. It was going to say, here lies Frankie Finn. He was good at writing Facebook ads for lawyers. And I just felt like my, <laughs> life, my life was, you know, meant for something more than that. <clears throat> and I, I think when you're that. going through that tr transition, there's there's the sense of of like, I don't know what I want, but it's not this. And a lot of people really get lost. And I, I really think that once you attain that level of clarity of who you are and what you really want when you're going through that transition stage, everything becomes easy to act and decide and work toward, towards those goals. And I've found that the biggest thing that makes a difference for people in that stage is having why really answered, knowing what your purpose is. And I'm sure you've experienced this as well. I've have entrepreneurial friends who are maybe 10, 20 steps behind where I'm at, as well as many who are a gazillion steps ahead of me. Sure. Um, and the ones behind me almost always ask me how questions, how do you guys make money? How do you guys travel yep. the world? How do I do the cool stuff you guys do? And to be honest with you, Elon, I look back over my 10, 12 year journey about all the things I've tried to do to make money online. And it was like, I even tried some shit called e-whoring where you pretend to be like a hot chick on the internet. And basically, like, guys with their penis out are, like, incredibly stupid. And you get them to sign up for dating sites. And the dating site pays you a little referral every time. Wow. And so I realized by doing this that there's, like, there's literally an endless number of ways to make money. But there's not an endless number of ways to make money that will make you really happy and yeah. fulfilled and enjoy and really feel like this is where I'm meant to be and making the difference in the world. So I think the first thing is, you know, it's cliche. And a lot of people say this. Now, this isn't the only pillar of it, but it's the first which is simply doing what you love. And I think most people have a hard time answering that. And I think it's a better question to look at what do you really enjoy spending time on? What does not feel like work for you? Because when you look at it in the small scale and you really enjoy it, what you'll find is that uh, it just flows better. Like when work feels like work, you're going to have a really hard time moving the boulder. When work feels like play, you're going to be so much better off. Um, the second pillar that I see is really, um, you know, doing what you're good at. Now, that should sound really obvious, but it's amazing to me the average person in this world who doesn't, you know, take time to better themselves and learn this personal development stuff and work on themselves and better their mindset. If you really look at what they're doing, 
they're spending most days doing things they're not particularly good at often because they didn't know what they wanted to do after college or whatever. And so they're, they're doing a whole bunch of things that quite frankly, other people can do better than them. Yeah. Now what I see a lot of people get tripped up on is they try and only look at the things that they're in absolute like Einstein level mastery. They're like, like imagine if you said, well, I can't do personal development because I'm not Tony Robbins. Right. Well, if you, if Tony Robbins is the standard, then nobody should be in this game other than Tony. Which, by the way, I just want to point out that while you're saying all of this, and I agree 100% with all of it, just because you have that thought, because I've had that thought, like I've had that thought not only about Tony Robbins, there's plenty of people who are really, really good in the personal development space. And I've definitely had thoughts of like, who the fuck am I? What can I bring that's any different than anybody else? Why would anybody listen to me? And in lieu of all that, that that's like chirping noise in the background. That's like that little version of you that's scared shitless to do anything. The voice will be there. It's just a matter of what are you committed to and who do you know yourself at like the core you so that that noise that when it comes, you're not buying it and kind of like going on the proverbial ride with it. Because if I listen to the shit that was in my head, all the like at any given point, I would definitely not be where I'm at today. Yeah. And I would say there's probably another one that I hear from a lot of people on top of that, which is not just like, who am I? What do I have to add? But they look at it and they say, well, they, they try and put themselves in a category and they say, well, you know, I'm good at meditation, but I, I don't know if I want to do a meditation retreat. I'm I'm good at this, but yeah. I don't know if I'm that. And they, they start to really limit themselves. And it's really interesting because I think being honest with yourself about all the things that you're good at allows you to think more iPhone and less category. Because like, if you really think about like when the iPhone first came out, it wasn't the best calling device that had ever been created. Uh, it wasn't the best music player that had ever been created. It wasn't the best camera that had ever been created, but it was the first to say, well, let's stick all three of them together. People will probably buy this thing. And so what the world really needs is for you to innovate your gifts in a new way. And I think like a lot of people get really hung up in either, um, you know, not feeling like they're good enough, like you said, or yeah. trying to put themselves in a category that they just don't need to be in. And, and it's, it's really freeing when you actually break free from that category. And then I think the third one is where a lot of like, I, I feel a lot of people's advice um, comes really short. Like there's a lot of people I hear who say, just, just do what you're passionate about and the money will follow. And those are usually people that aren't living their passion and aren't making money doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some teacher who doesn't like teaching. So yeah. <laughs> just, life will figure itself out. Right? And, uh, and the third pillar is, is really like the world at large, the market that you serve and, and looking at sincerely what they need. And I think there's a real magic where those th- three things overlap when you find what you really enjoy spending time at and what you really love doing, um, what you're really good at and the things that you, know, you have natural gifts in and combining those with the needs of the world. And I really think it helps. It sounds really, really obvious, but every entrepreneur I've ever met is always in love with their own idea, but they're not always in love with finding out who the people they serve, um, what their, their needs are. They just assume. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I find that even in what we do, you know, personal development is one of those things where there's no direct ROI 
there's no like, you know, when we were selling Facebook courses, for example, it's like, hey, pay five grand, be in this Facebook course, you're going to learn how to make 10. So people, the mind goes, oh, I'm going to invest five, I'm going to learn how to make 10, that's a good return on my investment, etc. But personal development is different. Personal development, the return on the investment is priceless. You know, when, when someone finds their soulmate, or when someone heals a relationship with a parent that they haven't spoken to in 20 years, or when someone finds their dream job, like you can't put a price on those things, but it's not something that from a marketing perspective, I can say like, Hey, invest X amount of money and find your soulmate. Like, I, I don't know what your journey is going to be. So the, the ROI of it is, is a little bit tough and it leads to us guy and I kind of creating things a lot of the times that we in the past that we have believed would serve or like that people would want, but it wasn't tapping into what people are actually wanting and needing. Mm-hmm. So it took us a while to kind of like reframe cause we'd been doing this work for so long. So we are like, look, this is what you want. But when someone's we're here and someone's here, for example, wherever that is on the path, right? Like they're wanting and needing different things. Now we can deliver that, but we were always giving people what we thought they wanted instead of, actually finding out what they wanted. So it does make a huge difference to talk to people and figure out where your gifts would best serve. Can I ask you something completely like, this is just something that Guy and I were toying with when we were in the garden. And as you're talking about this, it just reminded me. We were talking about how fucked up capitalism is and how, you know, like you were talking about, you had a great job making 50 grand, which I'm sure people listening to this right now would be like, Dude, Frankie, just give me that business. Like, I'd love to make 50 grand and you wanted to put a bullet in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Because capitalism has taught us like, hey, go chase the money. That's where your happiness is. That's where your all of it is, right? We were talking about what if society just devolved back into like a um, barter-based system where there was no money, no more money. The only way that you can get anything was you had to create some sort of service or gift, or skill that you could trade with others for. And we were saying, you know, one of the things that would innately be created is it would create a question. Like you would, from a very young age, you'd grow up with this question. It's like, what's the thing that I want to give to the world, right? Like, what's the thing that's my gift that I can give to others? And then the other piece that I found really profound is like, if your strength in bartering with others is the strength of your gift, then you would hone the fuck out of that gift. Like every day would be like, how do I master this at a whole new level? Right? So I'm just curious to like, as you were talking, I'm like, wow, that kind of would be this like ultimate society if we could do that. Um, have you ever thought about kind of like this like barter world and how people can get into this gift based society? like constantly (laughs) so i guess we're talking to the right people i mean yeah i mean it's interesting um you know getting to like fifty thousand dollars a month in a coaching business or more uh, i've found that for me i actually just do it by not playing capitalism in my own head and i'm not oblivious to the fact that the world at large plays a capitalistic game but i always look at business as a collaborative effort and looking to to add to people interesting you mentioned it I actually bought a piece of land that in our road trip we uh, we were going to go camp on. I bought a piece of land in New Mexico. I joined a barter network called ITEX. 
Okay. And and it's business owners who sell their excess. And it was really interesting when I first found out about it. I don't know if you ever heard of this, but Carnival Cruise is like the biggest cruise ship empire in the world. And apparently at one time they only had one ship and they were so cash starved and so broke from their one ship that they only had enough money to paint one side of it. So when they rolled up on port, they always rolled up on the painted side because they didn't want you to know they didn't have any money to That's paint the other amazing. And so they had a, a marketing person come in and what they figured out was, okay, we don't have any money to advertise this thing, but we got a bunch of empty rooms. Those are worth something to somebody. So they called the radio stations and said, um, can we give you these empty rooms as like contests and giveaways and things and just um, – they have cash value and can we advertise for free on your stations? And it was the free advertising on all the radios that built them up to the hundred plus ships or whatever they're at now. But in the beginning, they were just one little one man shop, couldn't afford to paint their mm. boat. And um, so, yeah, so I've actually been getting more deeply into this barter thing and joint venture and really just seeing the world at play as a, a bigger chance to collaborate and less about competition. Cause to be honest, I fucking hate the whole, competitive side of capitalism yeah i there's a great i don't know if are you into like nature shows at all yeah of course okay so netflix just launched a new one called our planet i don't know Mm -hmm. if you heard of it Mm -hmm. i saw one of the craziest things about cooperation and collaboration that i've ever seen so there's a bird i don't know the exact name of the bird um but in order for this bird to get a mate so there's like the adult male he convinces and rolls, whatever you want to call it, three other younger male birds. And they do a coordinated dance, these four birds, mm-hmm. in order to get the female. So they have like practice sessions and rehearsals and he's like training them and they do this whole like coordinated dance. And then when the female finally comes, it's like showtime. So these are other males, they're younger, and their entire intention is to make sh- – to help the one older male get the girl. So they do this whole dance and at the end of it, it's the funniest thing. So they do the whole dance, they finish and they're standing there and the the older one's standing kind of like on a higher branch. And the other three are just like this, looking at the female, like, did we do it? Did we do it? Did we get it? Did we get it? Did we get it? And then they end up like he ends up in this whatever video they show, they get it. And you can see the other birds like elated. They're like, yeah, we did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Dude, birds, birds have figured out how to cooperate to, to make it happen. Nice. It's incredible. Incredible. You know, it's funny. You just reminded me of a weird story. I back uh, when I was living in Canada, I met this CFL football player who went to school with Michael Irvin. I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah. But yeah. Big big famous wide receiver and i guess when he was at college in miami they were all trying to get him laid with this girl and they him and a bunch of buddies hid in the closet while he was hooking up with her and uh i guess she was a a a user of teeth and so he had to stop the thing and he handed her a banana and said eat this banana with no teeth and then call me back (laughs) (laughs) oh irving that sounds like him that sounds like him um, all right. So back, I, I know we took us on a little detour, yeah, but yeah. back. So, so those are the three questions that people are asking themselves. Is there any other one? Yeah. And this is one of the exercises we do with people. And I think it's useful to do with yourself because what's valuable and important to you will shift over time. 
And one of the simple questions is, I really liked, uh, Einstein has this quote where he says, if you gave me an hour to solve one problem in the world or the world's biggest problem, I would spend the first 55 minutes determining the right question to ask because Oof. once I knew the right questions to ask, I know I'd get the right answer. Big time. And so the question that we start with is, you imagine that you're going to die in an hour and it's like a certain deal. And you've only got an hour to leave one message behind for humanity. Hmm. And you get the first 55 minutes to think about what you're going to say before you go. And you don't have time to leave two messages because you're dying in an hour. What is that message and why? And I think when you really, really honestly look at that, it gives you a lot of clarity for what you really want in all the different areas of your life. Hmm. Because um, knowing you're going to die, I think... You know, some people like treat this life like we have unlimited time to do whatever we want with who we want, especially when I see like a lot of people outside of this entrepreneurial world who are really, really risk averse. And Jim Carrey has an awesome quote where he says, you can still fail at plan B. So you might as well do what you love. And I actually saw this firsthand where I'm from. I worked for the Ford Motor Company when I was like 19, 20 years old. And uh, I had all these people who were like, I can't, you know, I can't leave now. I got 22 years. And, you know. I'm going to be retired in 10 more years. I just have to work this awful job for 10 more years. And I saw two things happen. One is uh, 50% of the guys I knew died within one year of retiring. And the other thing was 2008 came and they like almost shut down whole factories and sent jobs away that have never come back. And people fail at plan B. So you might as well at least take the time to figure out your plan A. And then when I think you figure out what's really, really important to you, um, you know, you get a chance to really like live it and own it. And I think when you live from that place of your own sincerity, I think life just flows better because you're speaking like a deeper level of truth that really means something to you. And that exercise is something that you can do frequently. Cause like I said, like, as you know, having children is a big value shift. I didn't quite know the extreme of that, but uh, you know, it's, it's amazing how like for me, for example, Um, I probably spent the first 36 years of my life being the most selfish human being on the planet. (laughs) And now suddenly a good part of my day is spent not thinking about me and not thinking about my own well-being. And it's, you know, when that's become important to me in one area, all of a sudden, like contributing to the well-being of others, uh, you know, is affecting all areas of my life, not just that. And I think when you really get clear about what your one message is, you'll understand more deeply who you are and why you're really here. Mm, I love that. You, I don't know why this question popped in my mind, but you were just talking about that, that transition. And I'm just thinking like you had a career where you didn't like it, but you're making good money. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time money is kind of a, a golden handcuff thing, right? And people can wake up or have sleepless nights and realize, you know what, like, I'm just not happy. This is not doing it for me, et cetera. But the thought of, Hey, I built this life. This life is predicated on X amount of money coming in and me being able to pay for my kids, this and my, that and blah, 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 leaving a, you know, a cushy job to go take on this risk of something that I love to do is scary really, really scary. So I'm curious, like, how did you transition from what you were doing before to the next job and the the one after that? Like, are you one of these, I'm going to build something on the side? Are you like, I just leave it and start from scratch? What's your take on it? 
You know, I think there's there's two ways. I mean, I, it's been a it's been a long time since I've had to like have a real job. It's been probably like twelve years, and I don't think I could ever go back. I was actually at a conference once, and the speaker opened up and he said, "You know why you guys are entrepreneurs? Because you're chronically fucking unemployable. <laughs> so you either quit or got fired from every job you ever had." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's um." um I think there's two ways to do it, and I, I think there's validity to both depending on who you are. There's the there's the jump out of the plane and build the parachute on the way down method. That is my preferred method because I'm I'm just a believer that I can build the parachute before splat. Yep. Um, there's also the way of like take it slow on the side, and it's interesting because I actually read some studies about different kinds of entrepreneurs who made it. And I found that uh, it's almost 50-50 for the successful ones who achieved it, who who built it slow and steady on the side until their income was enough that they could then afford to, to take that quote-unquote risk. Um, and then 50% of them just said, that's it. I'm all in on black. This is everything I own. This is my only move. There's no plan B. If it's not black, I'm going to raise another round of capital and put it all again on black again because I don't have another option. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely a fan of the, the just jump and go for it, but it also requires like a risk tolerance and an uncertainty tolerance that would probably drive most people totally insane. And, and to give you like real is real. So after doing, you know, like years of $50,000 a month, I closed down this lawyer business and we didn't, you know, run any Facebook ads for lawyers and we weren't doing anything like that. And I didn't know what I want to do. And I had just left my girlfriend of 10 years. I had met Ilka, who's my baby mama, shortly thereafter. And I was in this transition state, and I didn't have a business for the first time in like a long time, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it was interesting because, um, you know, only recently did I learn to like kind of like invest and multiply capital. I was always just like, I can make more. That was kind of like my attitude. So, so savings were getting kind of short and we're driving this 5,000 mile road trip cross country from uh, San Diego or from Montreal to San Diego with like, you know, all these little cool stops. And I can see my bank account getting closer and closer to zero. And not only that, but we're spending all day in nature. Like there's zero opportunity to make it when you're in the middle of like the grand Canyon walking through there. And um, I decided one day to, um, I just wrote a goal that I was going to make $10,000 in the next three days. I didn't know how I just decided like, this is happening. And I wrote the goal out. And it was interesting. Two days later, we were on a road trip and we had landed in LA and we were at this big uh, celebrity kind of party. I think that actually you're connected with those people, the city gala people. Yeah. And it was such an interesting time for my life. Cause I felt so fake as an entrepreneur because I was like, you know, here I am, this guy who maybe I've done big things in the past, but as of right now, today, like I'm fucking broke, right? Like there's no dressing that up. And we met uh, a guy who's almost a billionaire there, and he was explaining to people that he used to run these events. Now, this is on day two of me writing out this goal, and I had actually heard about him through a friend. And he said when he wants to manifest something, he writes out the same goal a thousand times a day to like really program it in the sub Wow. And he said, it's the number one thing he does. He just writes his goals down over and over and over and over and over and over and over until like really sinks in. So I'm on day two of writing down the same goal. We get to the event. The guy I'd heard about, the billionaire, I had no idea he was going to be there, is there at the event and we meet him. And he says that when he runs these high ticket masterminds, that the goal is to get people to make $10,000 in three days, which is the goal I was writing out. 
because then they know if they could do that in three days, then they know they can do that in the next three days after that and after that. So if they can just do it once before they leave, then they know they can do it again. And then like, you know, they're kind of the keys are unlocked. And um, interestingly enough, I ended up signing up a client for $20,000 on the third day who said, can I pay half now? Wow. I'll give you the other $10,000 later. And so that's an example of like me jumping with the parachute. Like, you know, we're driving in a car that we're like, you know, by the time we get there, I don't even know if we're going to have gas money. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I didn't, I didn't have a business or an income on that. And so hmm. that's like an extreme example of jumping without a parachute. And I don't recommend it for everybody, but um, if you really, really believe in your skill set and that, you know, you can just make stuff happen and that life has your back in that process, then I think you can take what most people would perceive as bigger risks. Hi there, my friend. I just wanted to take a quick minute here in case some of you skip these intros on the shows and let you know about our amazing community that's changing people's lives all over the world. It's called The Collective. And if you're thinking, I don't know if this is worth my investment, I thought I'd share just what some of our members have been saying. Take a listen to these reviews. Something about being around you and Guy is magic. I grow more when I'm a part of your tribe. The conversations around love have changed me more than I'm sure I'm even aware of. I ask for answers and half the time I don't even know what I'm asking for. And then always the perfect thing shows up. I've never felt so free. Another writes, growing stronger and more independent every day, full of self-belief, living in the now, and I am love. I do feel free because I've released what was, surrendered to what is, and I'm excited as to what will be. And lastly, one of the best decisions I've made in a long time was the one I made roughly two weeks ago to begin meditating and connecting with Elon and Guy Ferdman of Satori Prime in their collective. So if you like this podcast and this form of education, I am sure that you will absolutely love the collective. And the best part is we're offering a 14-day free trial for you to just come and check it out. You really have nothing to lose. Once the trial is done, check this out. Your investment is just $9 a month. I mean, that's less than one of those fancy cups of coffee or a glass of wine or beer. So if you head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and invest in yourself, or are you not worth the $9 investment? Look, you can lock this price in right now before we realize it's way too low and crazy and change our minds and bump it up. Again, head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and lock your price in at just $9 a month. We look forward to seeing you on our next collective training. Now on with the show. Let me ask you this. So now as a dad, would you take those same risks? Uh, hell no. That's funny too, because, uh, um, it, it, it you know, one of the value shifts for me that I'm sure a lot of people experiencing this journey is just that suddenly I care about my own mortality. It's like before it was like, if I died at 41, doesn't matter, whatever. Um, that's just what life has in store for me. But now it's suddenly like, okay, how am I going to make 95? So that she always has somebody there for, her. you know, it's really interesting yeah. how that shakes out. And I think, um, um, it's not necessarily about, you know, like avoiding those risks per se. It's more just like, I, I really believe in the value of just her having like a stable home, you know? So it's not necessarily like, even still, I'm a little bit crazier than the average Joe for, for sense of risk tolerance, you know? 
it really is just so interesting how you add all these different variables and that like it changes things so drastically. Um, you know, someone, for example, that had a life scare, uh, like a near death experience, whether through illness or, um, an accident or something like you talk to these people and they take on life in a really, really big way. Um, likewise, when, you know, people have a kid, like it really changes your perspective on life. And I think, how you started to answer the question was, I think there's an approach for every single person and that gamut, you know, from, from black to white and every shade of gray in between, I would offer from my perspective, I'm like you, you know, like I jump and I just figure it out on the way down. That That's kind of always worked for me. I do know that for a lot of people, they just won't jump. It's just so scary that they won't jump. And so for them, you know, maybe like, walking around the side of the mountain uh, helps a little bit and just mm-hmm. taking it a little bit slower. But regardless, this is what I've found that if there's a burning desire in you right now to do anything, anything other than what you're doing, that path will eventually find you. So you either do it by choice now or something cataclysmic is going to happen to put you down on that path anyway And I'm always for like choose in rather than kind of react and get forced into it. So I can't tell you how many people I've coached that uh, want to get out of a relationship and then something terrible happened inside of the relationship. Uh, Wanted to get out of a job and then got fired or the company went broke or, you know, like life kind of will guide you. And the messages that you're getting right now are probably the ones telling you like what that new path is. We just don't listen because we don't trust. So I think it's important regardless of how you do it to just start to really listen and trust that inner guidance because it it will always lead you to the next greatest moment of your life, whatever that moment is. You just can't shut that voice up. Yeah. And that that voice, you know, I see this all the time with our clients and and before they have these amazing um, transitions. Like I just had a client uh, named Dan and Dan had just graduated from college and he was working at some marketing job, kind of paying down his student loans. And he was like, you know, I really want to travel the world and do all the cool stuff that you guys do. I'm like, well, there's only one me, but you can do your own version. (laughs) Um, And, uh, and so he's like, well, you know, maybe I'll just uh, work here and I'll put in some time and I'll, I'll figure it out. And then, uh, you know, after I've put in some time and, and I'm good enough and I've learned enough, then I'll go make it on my own. Yep. And I, you know, I just know from experience that we'd have that same conversation in 10 years and it would be even harder to jump then because he'd built up just enough security that jumping is extra scary. And I often say this, that if you're in that, that spot, the worst place I've ever experienced and any of my clients have ever experienced, the hardest place to move from is what I call comfortable in the middle, where things aren't that bad yet, yep. but they're not that good either. Yep. Know, just enough where you could lose a bunch of shit on the way. And it's like, I found that when we used to get lawyer clients, they were always either telling me, like, if I don't get a client by tomorrow, the lights are getting turned off, right? So, Or they would go... I'm number two in my market and I'm so sick of being beat by number one. I will outspend this guy. I don't care. But it was never <laughs> the guys in the middle who said, Oh, I make 200,000 and I'm comfortable. Right. It was never those guys um, that were the ones willing to take the leaps. It was always the, the like starving that. or, or, and so there's, there's something really beautiful that happens. And so 
what I realized like from talking to somebody like Dan is he actually just sent me a message like a couple of days ago and he sent me, he's like, he met with this guy. He decided to finally start his own business and I kind of pushed him into it, but not in pushing in like an external kind of way, just like the, the key behind it all was his own self-honesty said, I don't really want to be doing this. And like you mentioned all those people, I don't really want to be in this relationship. I don't really want this job. I don't really want this life. And they wait for life to push them on. And I think when you embrace your own self-honesty quicker, um, that intuition can guide you faster. And so it was interesting. He just sent me a message that he went to meet with this guy who owns the biggest roofing company in America and he's going to help their partnering to make it even bigger. And he said, the guy sits down, drives out of a McLaren, which for those of you who don't know, is like almost a million dollar car, if I'm not mistaken, and pulls out $10,000 and says, I came here to spend money, right? So what's it going to take to get you, right? And those kind of things can't happen when you're comfortable in the middle and afraid yep. to take that leap of faith. It's like, yeah, you know, obviously the fearful things you're worried about could potentially happen, but you're also missing out on this just world of good. And that's what your self-honesty is really trying to show you is that that world of good is possible for you. Like, um, I think I'm pretty cool and I think Dan's pretty cool, but like, it's really not, we're not that special. There's this amazing, you know, this inner guidance system is there for a reason because it knows better than all of us. And, and that's it. you know, there's some real magic in, and I think following it. And I think where most people get tripped up is in what you just described is, is their self-honesty is telling you you're in the wrong place and yet they still stay and they prolong it and they hang on to what no longer serves them for sometimes decades. And, um, you know, I just think it's really shit. It's really, it's really sad when I see people who have like, been hanging on to a life that's not all that that great and i think there's a book title i read once that pretty much describes it from good to great and that's what really this this leap of faith and all this personal development is about is like it's not just having a good life it's actually letting go the good life so you can embrace what's great yeah Um, and when you wake up feeling blessed that's a whole different experience altogether and that's where Mm. you really kind of want to be with all that yeah, I uh, I met a guy a while back, and he asked me this question. Well, he started asking himself this question. He said, um, "Am I thrilled? Like, am I thrilled with life right now?" And he couldn't answer that question, and it really made him just like challenge a lot of his thinking and ideas and things like that. There's something that happens when you start to follow your heart, or not even follow your heart. I would say, like, first and foremost, listen to your heart. And when you listen to that intuitive guidance system, what I've kind of noticed is that thing will pull forward and go, yes, there's like a vibrational frequency that just says, yes, it like magnetizes you to that thing, whatever step you want to take within a matter of less than five seconds, literally less than five seconds. You're like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. A voice is going to come in. And go, are you fucking crazy? Why would we do that? That's suicide. This is the stupidest thing you've ever thought to do. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. So I've just kind of come to the point where I know like the two go hand in hand. And I still always listen to and honor that deeper heart intuition, knowing that the voice is going to come in. Because what the heart wants to the mind is always suicide. Because the heart's always going to pull you into something that's unknown, something that you don't really know what the results are going to be. The mind likes to be safe. The mind likes to be in this like linear path. 
So obviously anything that the heart's going to want, whether it's a new relationship, whether it's to leave this job for that job, travel across the country, across the world, et cetera, like to the mind that that's the equivalent of suicide because it just doesn't know what's going to be on the other side. I think it's really important to know that they're both going to be there no matter what. Like I've done 17 years worth of personal development. That voice is still as loud as always. I just allow it to be there without resisting it and not going for the ride with it and just kind of knowing like, okay, you're going to be there and you get to come on this ride too. And that's cool. And that's it. Uh, But then the more you build that relationship with the inner guidance system, it just keeps getting better and better and it makes life easier and easier and more effortless and more effortless. And uh, we've all been gifted it. So you may as well use it. Yeah. I, I feel you on that. I think a big part of like really succeeding with this is a lot of people like take this positive thinking stuff to the extreme and they think you're never supposed to have bad thoughts or resistance. And so when they have negative thoughts, the first thing they they try and do is like to silence it. Shut up. Like, no, I'm not listening to you. Right. And what ends up happening is when you decide to get in like the shouting match, the internal fighting match. And I see this in people like all kinds of ways. So like one of the simplest examples is, um, everybody's had this where somebody said something you didn't like and you're going to sleep and you're thinking about it and you're like, Oh, I wish I would have said blah, blah, yeah. blah. Right. And you're like replaying that. And as long as you're like replaying that conversation, you're stuck in it. Right. And so I think the much powerful way is the, the sense of awareness, which you realize, which is, is simply like, those are just thoughts. Just let them just be thoughts. You don't have to, you don't have to agree with them. You don't have to disagree with them. You don't have to convince them of any point of view. You just, allow them to be and I, I really liken it to watching traffic because when a when a car drives by you don't go red car oh my god red car no it's got to be blue and you don't argue yeah you just, it's, you just let it go but you're aware of the fact that it's a red car and when you can treat those kind of thoughts like that just like a passing red car they allow you to um you know to to be educated with and sometimes you'll find that that actually like voice of resistance actually does hold some wisdom if you're able to listen to it without attachment where it's like um you know it can protect you from certain dangers and and, and things like it, there's a reason it's there right it's not always just like fear 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 as it, it may first seem and when you can honor it that way um with those internal shifts and you've experienced the same thing that i do i see this all the time with our clients where they like once they make that choice to start listening to that internal guidance system and not not get all hung up in the, the, the battle they perceive with themselves. I always say it like this, though. It, it makes 90% of your life significantly better, and it makes 10% of your life exponentially harder because you suddenly start working on bigger problems, but they're, they're problems worth working on. Like I'm sure when you guys first got started in business, it was probably like, how the hell can we get one person to listen to us? And now you guys are thinking, how the hell can I make all these conferences, serve all these people, give my best daily, maintain my family life, maintain my health, get enough rest, get my daughter what she wants to get, go here, see that person, maintain that relationship. And the problems get bigger and harder, but they're more worth working on. And so I think there's like some real beauty to, to embracing those bigger problems. Absolutely, man. Um, we're, we're kind of running out of time and I want you definitely to share about what, what you're up to with sacred plant retreats. Uh, can you just give us like a a teaser on it? I'll give you the teaser brother. So yeah, this actually started, um, this has kind of like been my secret weapon. We've kind of talked privately about this. Um, I see this a ton in the entrepreneurial community is, um, 
I think the best personal development that's ever worked for me, and I'm not saying it's for everybody and the types of people that I work with are these kind of like deep spiritual mystical journeys where you get to see into the true nature of reality. And for probably a decade, this has been kind of my behind the scenes thing. I was actually led into this journey, uh, drank ayahuasca, had the same synchronicity for two straight years without knowing what it is. You talk about following your heart. I saw like a blue butterfly. Uh, 15 to 20 times a day, books, movies, TV, over and over and over. It was creeping me out. And I actually had a vision of one giant blue butterfly made of tiny other blue butterflies. Decided the only way a a marketing nerd could was to Google the answer. Wow. When I Googled it, there's a place in Peru, went down there, had my first whole mystical experience, and then have been training in that for many years. And recently I started introducing it at our business masterminds to like, wasn't really sure quite to be honest with you how people would take it where, um, you know, I would teach them all these marketing and funnels and things like that to bring in business. And then we at nighttime would say, Hey, do you guys want to do this little ceremony thing? And then we found that those experiences became the most important piece and people just mm-hmm. wanted to know more about that. And so if that sounds like your kind of thing, come visit us in Holland. We uh, do a mixture of magic mushrooms and edible cannabis Holland because it's, it's beautiful. We get together in a mansion hang out, get to work on your life purpose, and it's completely legal there. So if that sounds like your thing, we got a free training. Check it out, sacredplantretreats.com. Amazing. Yeah. We just came back, for those that, that don't know, from our retreat in uh, Colombia. And I did something actually really smart. This was kind of like a scientific little like thing that I wanted to see. But you know how someone shows up to the retreat and then leaves the retreat, and you're like, oh, my God, you look like 10 years younger right? Um, I wanted to see it in person. So I was actually smart enough and remember it. I took before and after pictures of everybody, just regular still frame pictures. And I just finished doing them yesterday. I sent them to the people in the group and it's, it's so fascinating to see. You're like, holy shit, this happened in a week. And this person looks like a different person. Mm. And with all the personal development work that we've done, there is something so magical about going deep with any plant medicine, whether it's mushrooms or ayahuasca or anything like that. It allows you to tap into parts of you that have been dormant for a long, long time. And with the right guidance, um, there's some really, really powerful healing. And when you let go of just emotional pain and trauma and baggage, it just everything about you just transforms you. You hold your body differently. You smile differently. It's just like, it's fascinating to watch. So yeah, if anyone's interested, definitely check it out. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Frankie, as always, just such a beautiful honor to spend time with you, man. I love your perspective on life. I love what you're up to in life and uh, happy to call you a friend, man. Yeah, likewise, brother. And I love the show. So you guys, if you're not already subscribed, subscribe to this guy because he's got a lot of good nuggets and, uh, you know, you guys are the real deal. So I can't say enough amazing things about you. Thank you, my man. Go kiss your wife and and baby. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, my man. All right. Thank you again, brother. All right. Later. Bye, everyone. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. Like I said, you can even try it for free for the next 14 days. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com 
forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.